Hey, welcome to Free Write with Sienna. And Brian. <laughs> and Brian. Uh, you know, we're still working out the bumps and bruises there. Um, today, we are talking about a topic that Brian tried to talk to me about last night as soon as we're going to bed, because that's what he likes to do. Uh, would you like to uh, talk about like the reason it came up, or do you want to just go straight into the question that you had? I think we can go straight into the question. Okay. Um, we were kind of overhearing a conversation. A couple people were talking about money. One person said money is the root of all evil, and the other person said, actually, I was raised in that viewpoint, and I want to kind of move away from it. Um, and so they were kind of saying that money is a way to help your friends and family. They actually said the phrase, you can't do good things without money, uh, which is obviously, it's probably not what they meant by saying that. They were probably talking about moving away from that viewpoint, but uh, I had asked the question, what would society look like without money? And is that even a possibility? Yeah. Yeah. So then I said, that sounds like a discussion for tomorrow, because I'm tired. <laughs> so here we are. Um, I'd like to first talk about the aspects that um, bring you... I think it'd be good, important for people to know what the background of your opinion on money is, though, before we move forward. I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of background. I mean, I was raised in a pretty low-income family, um, so money was a stressor. Yeah. Um, but... No, I'm more talking about the, the philosophy, the, like, theory that you have about, like, society and us being, like slave to it type of thing i think that money is used as uh as a tool nowadays it's not just a way of exchanging goods um it's used as a tool to keep people involved in a system uh sometimes against their will not all the time but it kind of favors the lucky and uh, you know, I'm not saying that I know of a better system, but I'm saying that the way that it's used nowadays uh, can be unethical and is a lot of times. Okay. And I agree with that. I think that there are times when money can be used. It tends to be now... <laughs> Our cat had an opinion with that. Uh, now a sense of a power play. Um, and yet I also think that like, you know, where my, where I agree with like how money can be used for good, you know, I think that it's not totally far-fetched to say that it like, it's not a bad thing. I think what, what happened with that conversation that was going on was that the conversation they were saying money is the root of all evil was just like this statement that was just made 
just haphazardly, and it was kind of, you know, it's just one of those regurgitated statements over and over again. And the reason that the other person had said that you need money to do good for others was because they were trying to say that, like, it's not bad to have money because if you have money, then you can be of service to others in that way as well. I don't think that's the only way you can be of service to others. Absolutely not. But if you do have it, then you can be of service to others in different ways. And so I think it's the person that holds the money that makes it whatever it is. But that kind of goes back to the whole point that you're saying is like, if it's not well-intentioned people that have power over most of the money, <laughs> then money is going to have more of a quote-unquote evil aspect to it. Yeah, I think that uh, though it's easy to fall into the trap of um, saying it's the person, not the money. Uh, when you're talking about this kind of thing, because it places all the blame on the person behind a tool like money. And I think that that is yet another way that people are sort of um, controlled by the concept of money. I think that I think that in today's society, especially where we live, you need money. And I don't think that society can function well without it because there's not an easier way. You can't use the barter system nowadays. Not enough people actually, right. you know, have a farm and are able to trade that those goods for, for services. But I mean, I don't see that as like a, I see what you're saying where it's like a general concept of what I was stating. And I knew that I was stating the general concept when I spoke it. I just wanted to kind of put it in a different perspective of what they were saying. But I kind of going back to that question of like what we are what would it look like without money and how would we function as a society? The answers I had given the night before <clears throat> was either we would be having to go back to trade and maybe the trade wouldn't look how it looked before, but look going back to trade or just everybody does what they like to do because they like to do it and start training society to go about that um, aspect instead uh, to be able to function. Now that would take time. That would take, I don't think it's totally out of the realm of possibility for that to be a thing because we we would just have to slowly integrate into a, a society where everybody would just work yeah so what would people 
if if no if money wasn't an an object in this what would be the the driving force behind contributing something to society well and this may be something that might be hard for us to agree on because i see value in doing what you love to do and having a passion and going for it even in this money-based society whereas you're like go to work get out of work and then come home and have fun but i guess if like so like you like writing and you would we would have schools kind of be like they are now but a little more um passion driven so it would like have things that that kids can like learn and gain interest in and develop their a broader perspective of what could be and maybe they make up things that could be and it could be this more open concept and then that kids are like the most imaginative they think of things that like make no sense to some adults you know and sometimes those kids ideas end up being our future you know in different ways of course they like have to apply logistics and everything but um i don't think it's too far to say that if we gave more of a foundation to that type of exploration with kids that they could then develop into their passions and contribute to society in that way and so basic things that we've learned you know that are things that you can go for are writing and uh, technology or video games or even people love nature and they like want to go out and find you know medicinal ways of of taking care of people or they want to like learn and study about the animals or so on and so forth and so already people are so so different they're so broad on their passions on this world and that is with the fact that most kids are kind of told to like just go to school, go to college, and then get a degree in something that society wants. And even then, they still go and rebel because there's, like, certain passions and love that cause them to go otherwise. And those are some of the most creative geniuses out there, you know, that have created really big steps for society. I, What I think, with all that being said, is that we could make it so that we would be living off of each other's passions. Well, here's the thing. Here's the question that I have for you about that. So basically, if we're taking away money as the motivator behind going out and doing something right. for society, and we're replacing that with personal passion, the type of contributions is going to shift. So my question for you is what happens to the contributions that people have to make to sustain the standard of living that we have now that have nothing to do with passion? 
the people that go take care of power plants or people that work for utilities. Um, You don't think those people enjoy it? I think that they enjoy it in today's world where it's set up as a career. I don't think that people would go after it as a passion. Naturally. See, and that's where I don't really, I don't know if I agree with that. Because, like, Kale, my brother Kale, he, he had gone and had been taking things apart and putting them back together as a kid. He was always interested in electronics. He was always interested in, like, how electricity worked from a very young age. Right, but what I'm saying is that the more advanced sections of that field it takes a lot of for example math Mm -hmm. to get into chemistry Mm -hmm. and yeah some people do have passion for math but if there's not a career field waiting for you that pays you money i don't think you're going to get people that go that advanced into it just for personal passion they're going to stop where they find the most happiness and not necessarily where they find the most advancements that will further the rest of society i don't think there's enough people that have that as a passion a true passion to advance that field far enough to sustain our current standard of living i think some people might get into being an electrician because they know it pays well and they may discover a passion for that but i don't think that enough people would from the get-go know that that's what they wanted to do right away and i think that Though the reason that people are in that way of thinking that they're not going to go any farther is because it takes money and it takes this, like, people have a, a lot of people have this, like, want and need to always be like learning something or growing or you know their bodies start getting like an itch or whatever (laughs) when they're stagnant and so why is it that like if they got to that point where they had to learn and there was teachers that loved teaching and everything was this open concept of passion then I think that it would allow for those people to be like, well, why not? Why not? I go for it. Let's see what, let's see what happens. Because there there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be some sort of wall in the way. Are there people that love regulating what other people's jobs are? Are there people that their passion is to set the standards of education for those teachers that are so passionate about their jobs? Because here's the danger So I think if you get somebody that's really passionate about something, but there's no sort of regulation for it, there's no standard of education, you're going to get a lot of, uh, you're going to get a different kind of quality coming from those teachers. It's going to be not quite as accurate. I think that the education system we have now relies a lot on money. And I'm not saying whether or not I agree with that or that's just the way it is. Um, And I think that that's been kind of a a driving force behind the standardization of education. So I guess what my question to you is, would that same standardization still occur in a society where there's nobody being paid to study the effects of that? 
Well, there's people that love stats and statistics and studies. Like... Right, but people have to collect those statistics. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different moving parts here. Some people are being paid very well to do a job that they may or may not be passionate about. Would you still have enough people that are passionate about it or that even would make that discovery that they're passionate about it if we lived in a society that didn't pay people to do these things? I really think so. It's a different shift in motivation. That's the, that's the whole concept that I'm trying to get at here is that the motivation right now is money. And whether that's good or bad, I don't really know. But the motivation would be needing to shift. That means that, like, our whole perception of how things work would really have to shift. It would be a completely different type of, of living. So... That being said, the motivation behind that would be like parents would, you know, want the best for their children. And so they would be asking for that. So let's say that like in schools, that's something that is adjusted. Like, let's say that there would be like a list of things that they would want to put in schools so that society does function. So they would like give those ideas out to the children as like potential ideas of how they could contribute to society and like find how their passions lie in those types of topics. What would that look like practically? Um, like how, how would that information be determined and disseminated? Like how would those ideas be handed down and who would they come from? I don't really know how to answer that question because I just don't know how like the actual, how things work now, you know, but well, we have these central um, bodies that are supposed to be informed by um, communities. And uh, that's how the current subjects that are being taught in schools are, are determined now, is we have basically a, a collective interest in teaching certain things to the kids. So I guess I'm asking in a society without money, how what would that system look like to you? Would there even be any relation at all to a government? Would it be taught by the teachers and whatever they think is important? Would there be more jobs involved? I feel like it would be similar to how it is now. I think the, the reason why it's not hard for me to see this working potentially is because the roles that are in place now don't if they were motivated differently so like there's some kids that could have ended up in a certain role in society but because of money and because of the education and not being able to have access to certain things then their spark let's say um didn't get um motivated and 
or maybe they didn't financially, they weren't able to get into the right classes or they weren't able to get into the after school programs to continue that type of education and be nurtured, then they didn't end up in those roles. Well, while other people were forced into those roles by societal pressure and kids were like, oh, uh, the parents were like, well, you're going to do this because it makes the most money. You're going to do this because it makes the most money with everything. And then those people tend to be the ones that end up in the positions that the other one would have had a great time in. You'd still have uh, parents pressuring their kids to do things, though. They just might find another reason. You're going to be a doctor because you have to save lives. Do you think that the motivation um, for that kind of pressure from parents would come from different places then? Because that's just the type of parents they are. Do you think they would find different reasons to um, encourage their kids to go into one field or another just because that's something that they do as parents? Or do you think it's because of money? I think that you would probably still have parents that are peer pressuring their kids into one thing or another, but with, but not as often because a lot of parents that tend to go that route of peer pressure, they do that out of the fact that they want the best for their kids and they want their kids to thrive and survive. And that takes money right now. So the parents go and they say, well, I know that the doctor job is going to help you thrive and survive in this world that we live in. Financially, it's going to make you look great. And maybe you'll get a wife or a husband that's like looking for somebody that's well off and everything like that. Whereas if the shift of the perception changed, then the perception would be do what you are called to do or have a passion for or enjoy doing and have like a talent for and um, and that will be honorable. I disagree. I think the motivation might still be um, because when parents are telling their kids go for this field because that's how you make the most money, I don't think they're actually talking about money. I mean, sure, that may be what they're thinking about, but I think that they are. The system behind that is the idea of I know what is best for you moving forward. And this is how, this is the path you're going to take so that you end up better than what I had. And I don't think that changes without money. I think that it would still be, there would still be some other substitute, you know, be a doctor because you will go save lives and people will find you um, honorable and they'll, you'll have prestige. I think that there are outlying concept outside of the money that sort of attach themselves to money like prestige and i think that um eliminating money doesn't get rid of those other outlying drives sure i hear what you're saying but if the new status quo ended up being that 
when you go for your passion, dream, whatever it may be, and that's how you serve the world, that's the most honorable way of living, then if a parent grew up in that mindset and then they had their kids, would that not then shift their perception of like how they want their kids to be raised? I'm saying that the definition of what is most honorable will be different. And I don't think that parents who encourage their kids to go for high paying professions actually are thinking about honor. In fact, I'm sure that a lot of them are uh, thinking about the gain and the position that comes with that. They're thinking about um, what is most positive for their kids in the future. I don't think that honor really factors into it. And I only think of just some pa- <clears throat> some parents have said that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, so, you're right. Some parents may encourage their kids to be doctors for the honor of it, but I think the really hard hitting ones that that like force their kids so like you need to have all A's. You know, and I'm not saying that's a bad way of of parenting because um, I'm not an expert. Mm-hmm. So, but what I am saying is that the driving force behind that is different. And I think without money, the definition of what is honorable and what is good for society changes dramatically. Yeah, and um, it may not affect some of these things that are happening now in as drastic a way as you think. I'm not arguing for a society with money. Um, I mean, my my original point was to uh, look at money as how is it used and is it absolutely necessary because the attitude around money now is if you aren't making enough money, you aren't contributing enough to society. Right. And that's an attitude that's everywhere. And sometimes it's kind of insidious in the way that it works. Absolutely. I mean, your worth at your, at any given company tends to depend on how much you're getting paid. Yeah. And that kind of translates into how people are seen in the world at large. Jeff Bezos is seen by a lot of people as more valuable than your average like sewage worker, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that asking what money has to do with the perspective that one person is more disposable than another is important. Yeah. I'm glad that we asked it. Yeah. And I see what you're saying. I think that I, I can't quite figure out what the, problem is in the idea that passion can be sort of replaced or can be used as a replacement for money mm-hmm. but i know that there's something there <laughs> so. cool 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 well i mean we've we've asked on my we've talked about my perception of this and i know you said you don't know but something i think that it would be important for you to also Explain how you would do things differently. What would be, you know... If money were not an option? If money were... If if we were like, we're trying to find a better way of doing this that doesn't give too much power to, like, people that don't need it. (laughs) Or whatever it may be that's your motivation to change 
society, but how would you change it so that it works more equally, more uh, fairly? I mean, I'm not sure that a you tough could. term to I don't, say. I don't think human beings are capable of treating everyone fairly, and I think that's for a very good reason. Um, I think, well, let me let me change that. When I say fairly, I meant equally. Because okay. there are going to be some people in your life that are more important to you than others. And I think that that's fine and that's okay. And sure. that's kind of, there's good biological oh, reasons yes. why you would want that to happen. I don't think I'm enough of a sociological expert to, to say what we could replace money with. Mm -hmm. But if I had to come up with something random as a, as a society that functions without money, I would probably say that everyone uh, would have a box that they live in <laughs> and not interact with anyone else. Oh. And cheese is fed through a slot in that box right. to each person by some unknown force. Mm. I feel like that would be the ideal form of society. And, you know, nobody could come into that box obviously right. like you ha you would have an intercom that you could switch off mm -hmm. and you could talk to other people mm -hmm. but uh you know that would that would obviously be the most ideal way right yeah what what do you think about that uh i feel like maybe you are making an ideal for only introverts and not considering the experts in the world. You have an intercom. You can talk to whoever you want with this intercom. What about, you know, human touch? It's like one of like the major aspects of being human. Yeah, I mean, there's a door on the box, which you can choose to use. I don't know why you would. Okay. Except to like, I would probably come out to see you and stuff, but. Sure, thanks. Yeah, so like, kind. oh, here's the thing, right? If you meet somebody yeah. through this, like, intercom that you have because it's got a screen on it okay right and that's how everybody interacts if mm. you meet somebody you can attach your boxes together Ooh. and weld them together okay and then you have a two-person box uh -huh. and you're in a relationship with that person now wow yeah what about families well you have like you have a kid boom you get another box you have two kids two boxes Right? Wow. So there's your motivation for uh, growing a family. Don't forget about the cheese. Is more space. Yeah, and cheese is always fed through the slot. That's a given. Always <laughs> cheese. Sometimes cake is fed through the oh, slot. Sounds like quite the diet. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's the ideal way to run things. No malnutrition involved, right? No, not in my ideal world. <laughs> you know, everybody Would they eats. just add all the nutrition, like, genetically to the, to, to the cheese and cake? So you get a full range of like nutrition. You don't gotta mess with the cheese or the cake. <laughs> don't 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 change well, it. Then how would you get all the nutrition you need? You, this is my oh. ideal world. I'm sorry, I'm trying. You to get help all the you. nutrition you need without anybody messing with your cheese or your cake. That's <laughs> like a principle of my idea. You asked world. me so many questions. I think it's fair that I ask a little questions to poke okay. holes in your vision. Well, you can ask, here's the thing. You can ask questions, but you can't poke holes in it. Oh, okay? is that it? I can't stand up to the scrutiny. Because <laughs> it's not well thought through? No, it's, a, it's the best idea. Uh-huh. Speaking of good ideas, I kind of want to talk about, because now I don't care if I make any money off of it, and I just want somebody to invent it, I kind of want to talk okay. about my idea of the Uber shuffle. Can, because... somebody, can somebody get us in on this? Like, if you got a connection to Uber, 
Like, we don't got the money to go get the lawyers and the patents. But Nobody, we... Nobody's listening to this, but I just want to put it out there. <laughs> but here's my idea. Then why are you... <laughs> just in case anybody's listening to okay. it. Because okay. you'll show it to your friend. Sure. Friends. You have more than one. I have more than one. crazy person. <laughs> and... So here's my idea. You have Uber Shuffle, right? If you've ever been talking to somebody and you don't know what to get for your food delivery because, you know, you spend money on food delivery and maybe that's an unwise choice. But that's beside the point. Beside the point. If you're talking to somebody and you can't figure out what to get, you can go to Uber Shuffle and basically you have a preset list of restaurants and dishes from those restaurants that you like. And when you click Uber Shuffle, it randomly picks one of those and sends it to your door. You don't know what it is until after you hit that Uber Shuffle button. And there's like a little, are you sure this is the dish we picked? And you click, oh, yeah, okay, I would like Pad Thai. Thank you, Uber Shuffle. And then you click it and it comes to your door. You didn't even have to make a decision. Yep. Isn't that wonderful? And then afterwards, you watch Netflix and you uh, get onto the Play Something Shuffle. Netflix. There you go. You, you know, could even any decisions all night. There could even be a setting where if you don't have a preset list, you can say, "Okay, I don't want to spend any more than twenty dollars. Order me something in my area that is twenty dollars or less." That's ballsy. You know, not including tip. Well, yeah, but some people are into that. You That's know, true. that'd be a good date idea. Sure. You could even phrase. You could even market it as a date thing. Be like, "Okay, Uber date night, Uber shuffle, boom, <laughs> bring me food, Postmate shuffle." Genius. I was watching this uh, YouTube video that was talking about Uber Eats, and it was saying that Uber Eats, it was like, it was before Uber Eats. It was like a preset of it, and this guy calls calls a restaurant and goes, hey, uh, so I don't want to come into your restaurant, but I want your food, so like it to somehow get to my house <laughs> and then it just built off of that the restaurant owner's like okay but how are we supposed to refill your water and he's like <laughs> have tap water don't worry about it <laughs> he's like i will sacrifice that part he's like okay but what about like you know us giving our dishes to you how are we supposed to get those back are you going to wash them and send it back he's like I'm not even wearing pants and you think that I want to go up and wash your dishes and give them back to you and it just pretty much it was like, wow, you're really sacrificing a lot for just some some food to be delivered to your house. And so, yeah, we're, we're just leveling up the, uh, Uber the laziness. Shuffle. I have a lot of other great ideas. I'll probably end up spotting one? those off. Uh, I, can't I remember you having... This one's the only one that's stuck. There was another really good one. I have lots of good ideas. I know, but there was one other good one. Ouch. <laughs> Do you have to hurt my feelings every podcast? Yeah. Okay. That's the goal. Just making sure. So that'll actually be a slot on these things is Sienna's personal injury time. Oh. And uh, oh. she'll hurt my feelings every podcast. And after, I'll just cry myself to sleep. <laughs>